0: 1234 to Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers now. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. All right. uh, Well, we just heard from the last man, uh, last man, Leon, Leon uh, Dreisaitl. Getting the Pacific Division uh, vote and thanking the Oilers fans for helping to make that happen. And uh, we know this, that uh, he often, uh, during his days at Western Ontario, was the last man standing, especially on Thursday and Friday nights. It is Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? Hey, Bob. How you doing this week, bud? Good. Good. Well, as, you know, well can, you know... S- a little consistently inconsistent, consistent, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm covering a team that's all over the map on a day-by-day basis, um, and maybe maybe that's who they are, you know? Uh, especially, you know, you see the teams that don't have depth, and when they lose key pieces, they struggle, and that's one of the byproducts we've seen with the Oilers. But uh, nonetheless, it's been an intriguing week, and I know you've commented on some of the things that have gone on here as well. And I saw you a couple days ago on... Uh, Sportsnet. Uh, they were getting your assessment of the order situation. So, Well, you know what? You're a big football guy, right? Yes, and, and, I, and I had a bad week in that regard. But that's – you know what? I had a great time at the game, Elliot, but I'll tell uh-huh. you this. Uh-huh. As you know, I'm a Bama fan. Yeah. But I thought Clems- – Oh, did you go to the game on Monday? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. Oh, good for you, bud. Yeah, Jack and me have now made two of the last four national championship games.
1: Okay. And, okay.
0: you know, uh, I, I love uh, process, and you know Nick Saban called the process. But mm-hmm. Clemson, right now, there's there's two big dogs and everybody else, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, let's go down that football analogy path if you want.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think that's that's certainly true. Um, they are the two best teams, and everybody else is catching up to them. But Bill, I was going with Bill Parcells, and Bill Parcells has a line that you are what your record says you are. Mm-hmm which I always kind of liked. And I I think that anybody watching, like I was in uh, Vegas last night for the Golden Knights Sharks, and holy cow, what a great game that was. And the Flames obviously look really good too. And then we know the rest of the Pacific, the uh, other teams there – Everybody's got flaws, right? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I think when you're when you're searching and asking the question, what are the Oilers? I think that like a lot of the teams around them that are chasing the final playoff spots in the Western Conference, they're teams that have flaws, and the team that's going to make the playoffs is the team that's going to overcome those flaws.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, right now, if you take a look just in terms of uh, points in the National Hockey League, uh, the, the three top teams – uh, in the in the Western Conference which I don't think people envision at the start of the year. Now, these teams have played a couple more games, but Calgary, San Jose and Vegas have 60, 59 and 58 points. Yep. And then there's Nashville and Winnipeg at 58-56. So I would assert that means there's five pretty good teams in the West. Yep. And then there's everybody else. The surprise. Did you see Colorado winning just three out of 17 games? I didn't.
1: No, of course not. Like, I I looked at Colorado's roster, and I saw some questions with their depth. I I didn't know how deep they were going to be, but I didn't see that. I mean, I'd be lying to you. It's probably not the first or last time I've ever lied to you, Bob, but I'd be lying to you if I said
0: that. So, like the time that you told me, this shows your favorite show to do across the country. <laughs> that was the truth. Oh, that was the truth. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Elliot Friedman joining us, courtesy of our friends from the RiverCreek Resort Casino. Again, tomorrow night, free falling, a tribute to the legendary uh, Tom Penny. Who, by the way, speaking of football, I believe they uh, at, at Florida Gator games they play won't back down mm-hmm. uh, at once a game. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, you take a look at the situation right now: the Oilers uh, in Anaheim. And we got to include Vancouver in the mix here as well. Yeah. Uh, the orders and Anna- Minnesota, Minnesota, and then uh, Colorado. Those five teams are fighting yep. for two spots. Yep. And uh, you know we'll, we'll see. Are, are you surprised? Like Vancouver. Uh, are you surprised Vancouver's still in it? Ironically they're roughly at the same place last year. And are you surprised that Anaheim's gone 0-7 and two in the last nine games and is something gonna give there with Randy Carlisle? Yes
1: yeah, yes on uh, well yes on both. I'm surprised Vancouver's still in it. I mean that was a point last night they had to have and they didn't yet. But, you know, Patterson is, sk- is supposed to skate on his own today, so we'll see. I mean, if he comes back in, that, that you know, that hugely changes their lineup. You know, obviously I'm stunned at what, what's going on with Anaheim. I think they're a better team than that. This is what I can tell you about Randy Carlisle. Bob Murray is the most patient guy alive. Um, you know, I think he wants to make trades, but... He takes his time. Like, I heard that, that trade they made with Pittsburgh, which was sprung for Peterson yeah. I heard that one had been in the works for a long time before it happened. And it was just a matter of Bob Byrne deciding he wanted to pull the trigger. And that's just the way he is. If you look at his history, he's had exactly uh, two coaches since he's been in Anaheim, and one of them's been there twice. Randy Carlisle, he only fired the first time in season because he wanted Boudreau. Boudreau got fired in Washington, and then and then he grabbed him, and that's when he made the change. And then... This one, Boudreau and Murray—they had a real battle towards the end. Like the last year or two of their relationship wasn't easy, but and there were people who thought that Boudreau would get fired well before he did, and Bob Murray didn't do it. He waited until the end of the year, Boudreau's last year there, before he made the change. Um, I think a lot of other GMs might have made the, the the change now, and there's a possibility he still does, but I just think it's not. It's not the way he likes to do things and it's an absolute last resort if he fires Carlisle in season. I think the other thing, too, Bob, is that somebody was telling me that I think there's either an understanding or something in Carlisle's contract that if he does get fired or whenever this particular uh, stretch with Anaheim ends, he's going to join the organization in some other capacity. So uh, I think the last time it strained their relationship, I don't think that's going to happen this time.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't bet against Anaheim because over the course of the last uh Off the top of my head, I believe the stat was over the last – well, actually, I got it right here because I've got – let's go back to when Edmonton played Anaheim. I think in the second half of the season – here it is. Since 05-06, games 42-82, to the Anaheim Ducks have uh, gone 251 – before the game against Edmonton, they've gone 295, 151, and 47. That's good. That's the best. So they've had the highest winning percentage in the NHL in the second half of seasons, dating coming out of the lockout. So they've been a really good second-half team. Continuity plays a factor. I mean, and, hey, I, I'm, I'm saying this on a show called Oilers Now, mm-hmm. uh, Elliot, uh, in Edmonton. I mean, I'm in year 11 of doing color. The Oilers have had eight head coaches. If it, Technically, my start date happened after Edmonton announced Steve Tambellini, But yep. if you factor in the change from Kevin Lowe, who did a pretty good job for a number of years in Edmonton as a GM, and the Oilers had continuity with Lo and McTavish. From the switchover from Low to, uh, to Tambolini, Tambolini to McTavish, McTavish to Shirely, you know, really it's been four GMs and eight head coaches over the last 11 seasons. You, yeah, it's too much. right?
1: It, and you, it is too much. And, you know, what? I also like the way t- uh, Anaheim plays. I think they're tough. Yeah. And I actually measure a lot of players by the way they play against Anaheim. Um, you know, two guys who I thought really took huge growth uh, and really changed my opinion of them were uh, Ryan Johansson, who a couple sure. of years ago when Nashville went to the final, he was unbelievable against Kessler and the Ducks before he got hurt in the Western Conference Final and missed the rest of the year. And the other guy is your is your last man standing, Dreisaitl. Um, yeah. You know, that year you guys went to Game 7 of the second round. He was dynamite against the Ducks in the regular season and playoffs. And I think when you play that team, they really grind you. They... You know, win or lose, they're going to take their piece out of you physically and emotionally. And I love the way side will compete against those
0: guys. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't think you, you take a look at the injury to Sucker in game five. We had this discussion the other day. I don't think Edmonton's ever been the same because their defense has never been the same, and that's been part and parcel why the recent struggle, obviously, of Clefbaum out. Where I was going with the continuity is they've had Murray as a GM. They've only had the two head coaches. Yeah. You look, and then, you know, the owners go from Anaheim to San Jose, where since Doug Wilson's been the GM of the Sharks, they have had the best winning percentage in the NHL at 63%. Uh, so, you know, they've won the most games in the league over the last 15 years. You know, they, he goes in there, they had Ron Wilson, uh, then they had Todd McClellan, and now they've had Peter DeBoer, and they've been a really good team. And I think there's something to that. It, you know, you've got to have continuity in those key positions because when you have the constant, now that said, you got to have the right guy too. That plays a factor in things as well.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I totally agree with you.
0: So here we are with the situation Edmonton is in. And yep. you spoke to it a couple of days ago, so it, it was... Was
1: it, well, are you talking about Tim and Sid, or are you talking about on the podcast?
0: No, it was the panel, or not the panel, but the hit you did on Sportsnet that ran uh, throughout the morning loop, just talking about the situation that the orders were in right now. Why don't you just get, well, let's, that's, here. That's, well,
1: you're going to have to, I've done this a lot this week, so you're going to have to remind right. me about that how particular about, How word. about
0: we simplify yeah tell us where you think Edmonton's at right? Now. so you know that they're a consistently inconsistent team, yeah if they lose a key body, they're down. We know they're looking to get forwards via trade. They got up because they've traded away a couple yeah uh, but uh, give me your assessment of where the orders are at right now
1: you know i I just think I think we talked about it earlier, Bob. I think they're they're you know they're they're a flawed team that are they're battling, and you know I, I think if you look at them right now, first of all you'd think they would be 50 points out of the playoffs. And they're in the battle. They're very much in the battle. Now, look, I recognize that in edmonton there or among oiler nation there is a huge crisis of consumer confidence in the organization and i don't have a problem with that i think fans have earned the right to feel uh... how they want to feel i think that there's a couple of things that are affecting everything number one as you know bob uh... the business side of the organization um, this is an organization that saw what a playoff run two years ago does yep. for your bottom line and and also, what it does for you emotionally, it craves both of those things again. Number two, as you also know, a number of your suites are up the the some of the were three year packages and they 're up and i 've been around long enough I really feel old twenty five years that i 've seen that what that does to an organization you know sometimes people separate the business from the sports you can't sports is business although we love the games it is business and there's no doubt in my mind that that is affecting some of the decision making of the Oilers too. and number three jobs are on the line and whether it's the GM or the coach or anybody else or or players who are currently in Edmonton and might not be in Edmonton in the future depending on what happens um, You know, I I think that people know that if the Oilers don't get into the playoffs this year, there are going to be consequences. And I think when you look at some of the moves that have been made, whether I agree or disagree, I think that it's, it's clear to me that the business decision that for the business or for um the future of people there are decisions being made that are more now than for later i mean the orders are sending out the the feeling and the opinion that missing the playoffs this year is not an option and that's why i think you're seeing some of the things that you're seeing i also do believe too by the way bob they are they are trying to deal spooner to see if they can do something there
0: well, that you know, Strom scored his fifth goal, yeah, it's, and he's no. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a, a he's he's no he's not exactly screaming along here. I was going to use a term, but I can't on the air that uh, a couple of friends of mine used to use back in the day. Uh, it ain't happened for Spooner. It hasn't happened since he's been here. He's got two goals. He's, he's
1: and it and also doesn't help. But like he's not a Hitchcock guy, right? No. Yeah. So that trade was done before Hitchcock came. Then Hitchcock comes. And it's just a bad fit.
0: You know the timing of the trade may may have cost Edmonton that game in Calgary too. Yeah, I've heard you. I've heard your theory on that one. Right. All right. Uh, and it's inter- very right, just as some names. So here's a couple things for you, Elliot. Yeah, but I you know I believe because of the importance of the season that the Oilers would be prepared to move a number one. Um, and Let me ask you a question. Term, they'd have to have the player would it have to be a really good player, preferably yeah. a young player. And a guy with some terms. So, and when I yeah. mean term, I mean either he's still a he's he, yeah somebody he's, who's a long to, a long way away from unrestricted yeah, so, free Yeah, so you know, might be a guy that's on a, a short bridge or something like like I would be open if it were me and I were running the team. I would do that because I think, you know, I, I sit here and host a show called Oilers now, and I can sit here and say, well, they've got some good young forward prospects coming. They'll have six forward prospects down in the minors next year. They'll have five defense prospects. Yeah, they play. like
1: what they saw at the World Juniors. I know right. that, and so they, does everybody. But yep. the
0: fans want now, and that's why i be prepared to sacrifice. Plus, I have my own feelings. Well, of let f- me
1: ask you a question.
0: I'm not going to give Cause you
1: Because you, you know your base better than I do. You're yeah. there. Yep. Do the fans want now, or do the fans not want them to do anything else?
0: I think it depends on what now is, and unfortunately,
1: like now is making the playoffs this year.
0: Oh no, no, they want now. You think so? Yeah, I, I, absolutely, okay. they want now. Okay, absolutely, the fans want it. And, but Elliot, that said, they don't wait. They don't want them to give away the farm. So yeah, of course. And the, and and the concern that the hard harden fan that's 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 lopping shots at the general manager is. is and and it's tough when you look at the so you trades you trade Strom, who was by no means a knockout player for you, but a couple things he was a right shot center, he started to take on a, a penalty killing role, yeah, and, and he was very close with Connor McDavid, you know, and you get back Spooner and he hasn't come in and done anything that frustrates the fans. And Boy,
1: Strom is is good at uh, Strom must be a really good guy because he was really tight with Tavares too.
0: He. Is, he he's a good guy. Yeah, you know what? He says everything you'd want to hear. That's just not yeah. that. like he's a, he's 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 really shrewd. Like he's a smart person. Mm. Uh, and then they, you know, the whole Manning thing has confused everybody, especially. Yeah, after- I, I understand that. That right. was a rough one. No right question. now, the Petrovich deal, like people get that yeah. said they gave up a third and they took on some money in the trade. I, I think a lot of people here like Petrovich mm-hmm. and understand the dynamic that he might bring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the, the problem like. I'll give you a guy that didn't want to sign in Edmonton, uh, that subsequently the Oilers traded away. I never thought this player would turn out to be as good as he did. He did. He had a great season in Boston, and he has stunk in Carolina. And they're not even – or, sorry, stunk in uh, in uh, Columbus, and they don't even use him as a center, is Riley Nash. Now, there's – I would not give up a number one for Riley Nash, mm-hmm. but I might do – like. Because I think he's miscast in his role. I'm not sure why he's at a 43% faceoff. He was, you know, at least a 48 to 50% guy. But I think he could play in the league as a bottom six center. And Yeah. Perplexed. Like there's you. I I don't even know if the Oilers have even looked at a guy like that. I'm just saying that you're gonna have to. You, you don't necessarily. You put it this way. The Alex Chasons that are knocking it out of the park at 650,000. You don't get those guys via trade. No. You have to take somebody else's struggles sometimes. So. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know. I mean, so, which team blinks first in terms of moving somebody out? St. Louis?
1: They would be up there. I, I think they've got almost everything available. Um, St. Louis would be up there. I think Carolina might be up there. You know, Carolina is still around the periphery, so you got to be careful with that one. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I didn't see that L.A. game last night, but I guess it was pretty bad.
0: It was bad. I watched Uh, watched it after our game was over. Yeah,
1: it was bad. Ottawa, um, you know, Ottawa, uh, I think, depending on what they want to do, do they want to sign? Like, there's a lot of contenders for that one. There's... There's a lot of. Philly, and I think Philly's going in some interesting directions. I think Philly is considering both deleting and adding. Well, they got to add
0: goal. They got to add him goal because they need a temp. They need a guy that can go in there for a couple years until Carter Hart's totally. Well,
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's potentially Jonathan Quick, but my guess is that happens in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're Philly. Why are you giving up necessarily the assets now that are gonna get you Jonathan quick? To me that doesn't make a ton of sense.
0: Dougie Hamlet
1: when you see how everything settles in the summer, um, you can figure you'll you'll have a better idea.
0: You know what's funny, Elliot? When D- when Dougie Hamilton and Michael Furland got moved to Carolina, I thought Carolina won that trade. I mean, Dougie Hamilton, you look at what he did with Mark, it just reinforces how good Giordano was. He's a help defenseman, yes. right? Yeah. They were they were a top 3 defense pairing in the NHL last year in terms of possession metrics. Yes, and, they were. And Furland Furland packs like Furland could back it up. Like he's a he's a big physical guy that's got good hands and tight and he he can he could That shoot. wouldn't he that wouldn't
1: surprise me if that was a guy that you guys were interested in.
0: Furland? Yeah. Yeah. Well, is he better than Maroon?
1: I think so at this point in his yeah, career.
0: Yeah, he skates better than Maroon does at this yeah. stage. Cuz I mean, Pat, you could get Patrick Maroon for a song right now. He's not Yeah, even, he's
1: available, he's no available. question. Elliot,
0: you're are you still in Vegas?
1: No, I'm in I'm in London. I'm at a I'm at an event uh, at the Ivy School of uh, Business tonight. So So
0: I was I, so I took the
1: red eye in last night. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I'm feeling, like, really bright and chipper right now, let me tell you. So
0: uh, you were the last man standing at Western Ontario, and you're going to be the last man standing again tonight in London. <laughs> Are you be. in London, Ontario, or London, England?
1: No, London, Ontario. Are you crazy? i got a show tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, hey, you... I, I thought maybe you were doing something special over there as well. No, 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 I wouldn't do that the day before a show. I have some standards. There we go. Hey, great stuff. Uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, you know what? Don't be afraid to shoot me a text once in a while. <laughs>
1: okay. I'd send you a text today. I know. We'll Get lost, offer. All have right. a great day, buddy. All Take right. care. All okay. right.
0: Bye. That is Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers, brought to you by our friends. Oh, yes, indeed from River Cree Resort and Casino. Free fall a tribute to the legendary Tom Penny tomorrow night at River Cree. 1254 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now.
1: This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. It is
0: 1256 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Oilers fans. You can join Oilers Now on our great road trip to Nashville. We got a couple spots left. Uh, we're going to have a big contingent going there. It's going to be a kicker. We had... Uh, A real great guest join us uh, when we were in Nashville last time. (laughs) Let's just say that our little side event ended up uh, with about 125 people wanting to be a part of it. You can join orders now, one of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League, uh, Nashville's uh, tremendous experience. This Oilers Now package includes airfare, hotel accommodation, great, all-inclusive game tickets, including uh, FBO, food, and beverages in Nashville. All your transportation, a welcome reception with myself and special guests, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Space is limited to get on a great road trip to Nashville. For the Oilers Now, road trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. It is 1257. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Beltwood. We come back on Oilers Now. When we come back on Oilers Now, uh, we will get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Then we're going to take some calls on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780 496 0063. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chad.